Taylor Marsh, and this is Astral Soul Lightning. Welcome. Here's the setup. If you don't know your personal truth, astrology is worthless. The mind-body connection evolves into a mysterious conversation between instinct and intuition played out through the mind of the sentient soul. Astrology characterizes our journey at a particular moment of time, but it's our instincts and intuition that discern what fits. I'm about to rattle off dates of important astronomy as the cosmic shifts quicken. We are alive at a seminal moment in human history, a time no one alive today has experienced, ever. This isn't hyperbole. It's the astronomy, the science. We live beyond what ancient humanity experienced. We read, write, explore, invent, invent in ways ancient civilizations didn't imagine. CHAP, GPT, and AI were inconceivable to ancient humanity. But intelligence alone won't bring a person to where magic happens. Instincts, intuition, and emotional intelligence are required to navigate life well. Without them, astrology is information pulling the human around by the nose. Astronomy foreshadows faded events. Astrology explains them through mythology and archetypes. We make sense of the synchronicities inherent in this cosmic play through our instinct, intuition, and life events. Saturn changed signs and moved into Pisces last week, the start of energy shifts that will take us into July with the nodes of the moon changing signs too. The nodes are currently in Taurus and Scorpio. On July 17th, the nodes change to the Aries-Libra axis. The equinox is on March 20th depending on where you live, with the Aries new moon sparkling above on March 21st. The big deal about the new moon on March 21st is that it's the trigger, the first trigger of eclipse season. Solar eclipse happens on new moons and lunar eclipses happen at full moons. This juicy energy of the Aries new moon is made for launches, starting new projects, and one of the two new moons in Aries this year. The second Aries new moon lands on April 20th and is a solar eclipse. It's the most powerful launch energy of the year. From AstroStyle, quote, There's even bigger news. This new moon, April 20th, is a change-making solar eclipse, the first one to land in the Ram's realm since 2015. Think of it like a turbocharged fresh start, one that might require you to leave a piece of your old life behind. And it kicks off a new eclipse series on the Aries-Libra axis that will power up some of our new and full moons between April 20th and March 29th, 2025. End quote. Let's Let's get back to the pay attention moment of spring 2023. On March 23rd, 
Pluto slips into Aquarius for a short, short stay until June 11th, after being in Capricorn for almost 15 years. It takes Pluto 248 years to transit the Zodiac. The last time this journeying planet was in Aquarius was 1777. From The Cut, quote, Pluto represents long-term generational transformation that shakes us from the ground up. So when Pluto moves into Aquarius, the final air sign of the zodiac associated with progress, innovation, and revolution, we can anticipate profound developments relating to technology, medicine, governmental structures, and even society at large. From now through the year 2044, Pluto's movement through Aquarius is guaranteed to challenge our status quo. End quote. These faded shifts don't act like a light switch moment. Days or weeks before, powerful synchronicity can align on Earth and in the sky. Take the SVB bank collapse as foreshadowing of the change ahead for governmental structures and a challenge to the status quo. Be ready for AI and technology to be center stage the next two decades. I'm not an astrologer or an astronomer or a scientist. I'm a creative master driven toward these topics by the force of metaphysical experience and phenomenon that began through my instincts and intuition. The astrology that interests me is Western astrology, also known as tropical, based on the seasons. Spring, summer, fall, winter, each have their own vibe. It's also the most recognized form of astrology. In Western astrology, the zodiac consists of constellations across the sky from the perspective of Earth, divided in quadrants to correspond with zodiac signs named after the constellations, without respect for the changing astronomy. What changing astronomy? Let me explain why this is the talking point astrology naysayers use to dissuade people from the usefulness of astrology. The Earth's rotation changes over time, but this doesn't change the way Western astrology works. In Western astrology, the astrological year begins with the constellation of Aries, which coincides with the sun moving into the constellation of Aries and the spring equinox. Western astrology is based on the seasons. People who don't have a birth chart but are curious about astrology can access Western astrology through understanding how the seasons change the energy in which humans live. Each zodiac sign has a different totem, if you will. However, to take advantage of the synchronistic play between cosmos and humans, a birth chart is necessary. Were you born at night or in the daytime? These are two different experiences, and the difference matters to a person's daily life and how they feel. Let's dip into another form of astrology that requires reimagining a long history of American pop culture. From the New York Post, Rita Weigel explains Vedic astrology, which comes from ancient Hindu scriptures from as far back as 1200 BCE, according to experts. Vedic astrology revolves around the changing degrees of stars and constellations. Quote, 
Vedic astrology, astrology uses the sidereal zodiac, which is based upon the physical positions of the constellations in the sky. As the earth spins on its axis, it experiences a bit of a tilt-a-whirl known as precession. As such, the stars and constellations do not remain in a fixed state. In fact, each star moves roughly one degree every 70-odd years. That's from the New York Post. Western astrology focuses on the psychology of life and what we experience based on a fixed system. Vedic, a.k.a. Hindu astrology, leans toward predictive and foretelling events and is also spiritually based. Vedic astrology also emphasizes life passages that are, quote, ruled by specific planets, end quote, according to many articles. Vedic astrology is far more complex than Western, and some astrologers uh, say it's more accurate. Western religion rejects any association with astrology. The Catholic Church goes further to say it's demonic. Vedic or Hindu astrology ignores the outer planets Uranus, Neptune, and Pluto. The experiences of my life have proven the importance of these outer planet transits. Accuracy to me doesn't depend on matching the astronomy. Astrological accuracy depends on a person's intimate knowledge of intuition and instinct honed through their mind. If you're interested in finding out more, uh, search the term Vedic astrology birth chart. So, is Western astrology better than Vedic, and is one type of astrology more accurate to use over the other? Since I'm convinced people must tap instinct and intuition to live an effective life, what's most important to me is the inner connection a person develops to the mysterious. For me, this begins with meditation. Ptolemy, the mathematician, astronomer, and astrologer, invented the tropical zodiac, a.k.a. Western astrology. He linked up the constellations with the zodiac signs, which is the basis for Western astrology. The tropical zodiac is impervious to shifts in the Earth's axis and became the rock on which psychology of humanity was associated century later, century sorry, centuries later, by Carl Jung. The constellations of the zodiac have shifted, but the zodiac signs don't shift in tropical or Western astrology. The more popular astrology becomes in this burgeoning Aquarian age, even though there is disagreement on its beginning, the more we hear negative news from the religious to the scientific. You might remember a few, a few years ago, and I think it was 2016, NASA caused an uproar online by announcing they'd found a 13th zodiac sign. No, they didn't. NASA is clueless about astrology. So when they announced the constellation Ophicus had been discovered, they blew the history and the label of the 13th zodiac sign. Space.com parroted NASA's blunder because they don't know much about Western astrology either. 
When NASA announced the so-called 13th sign, Space.com announced, quote, A fecus is the 13th sign of the zodiac in astrology, which is not a science, and represents those born between November 30th and December 17th, end quote. Wrong. A fecus was discovered in the second century by Ptolemy, but he considered it a constellation and chose not to make it part of the tropical zodiac. Even the Wall Street Journal got in on it a few years later with a headline in 2020 blaring, quote, You're a Scorpio? Why the Earth's wobble means your zodiac sign isn't what you think, end quote. The first paragraph went like this, quote, If a romantic evening spent with an astrological match feels more like a misalignment of the stars than a perfect date, you could blame it on the Earth's wobble. <laughs> Anti-astrology efforts will come to naught because there's something about Western astrology that rings across the millennia and disciplines. Instinct guides my life, but the synchronicity between planetary transits and what happens on Earth continues to fascinate and propel me to deeper research and understanding. When I link stories of mythology to the constellations associated with the fixed zodiac signs, talking about archetypes and what they mean to humanity, there is no science involved. In the 21st century, astronomy and chemistry stand apart, as do astrology and alchemy, each associated with different mediums, but all depend on instinct, intuition, and the intangible. As I illustrated in last week's podcast, science isn't a monolith when it comes to living a human life. There is much in life we can't explain. Experience proves truth which science and astrology share. Why use astrology, Western astrology, if it's not ac accurate to the astronomy of today? Western astrology offers theoretical analyses of mythological stories and archetypes across the calendar year that are useful in understanding, appreciating, and utilizing the change of energy season from season to season and how cosmic shifts inform our individual human psyche and the choices we make. Is astrology a game, a challenge, or an energy roadmap between humanity and the cosmos? It's all of these, plus a way to appreciate synchronicity and the mysterious. Instinctual impulses, impulses are often tied to intuitional sparks. It's not about one being more valuable than the other. It's appreciating all the tools in our human toolbox and how they work individually, but more importantly, the interconnection of all of them to human life. I decided to tap Western astrology to understand the backdrop of my intuition, instincts, and downloaded messages. Instincts are different than intuition to me. As I experience intuition, this energy interrupts during daily routines and comes out of nowhere. 
Instincts are synonymous with a gut feeling to me. Intuition isn't like a downloaded message I receive. It's a burst of information attached to nothing. I mull intuition. I act on instinct. In my life, instincts assess, anchor, and judge intuition based on facts already accumulated. Intuition is processed through my brain. To me, the purpose of Western astrology is to open portals of possibilities normally ignored. This process broadens choices, I've found, and more importantly, provides dates and times of primary opportunities, as well as times of challenge and review. Let's talk about the downside of habitual astrological conversations, online astrology communities, and YouTube astrologers use. A person will say, quote, I'm a Scorpio and I have a bad temper, end quote, or, quote, I'm an Aries, so don't you stand in my way, end quote. People like to take attributes, attributes of a zodiac, zodiac sign and pro, proclaim a trait of one sign or another makes them react or act in a certain manner. A person will say in astrological chats, quote, I'm a Virgo with a Cancer moon and a rising sign of Capricorn, end quote, as a way of describing themselves. I call this type, type of conversation astrobabble. For people in these discussions, it's shorthand. Astrobabble is communication meant to describe a person using planets and their associated mythology to explain similarity, similarities of behavior, patterns, and moods between the human and the astrolog astrological signs. To me, astrobabble is the wrong way to apply or use astrology, even in conversations. No person is represented by one sign alone. It's odd to find ego amid astrology fans of all ages. Someone wants to be associated with an astro astrological sign because of one reason or another, which is a lopsided way to interpret this fixed zodiac system. I understand the daily horoscope in pop culture put astrology back on the map in the 20th century, but it's not how astrology works best in my opinion. What's the best way to utilize a daily horoscope? The only pur purpose I can see in focusing daily on astrology is moon void. As I said before, when I covered moon void, it's calculated in advance. So when you're picking a date to launch or plan something special, I'd advise not to choose a day that the moon is void. Otherwise, the best way to utilize astrology is monthly in advance or use it to look back on your life to, after a transit to understand what happened. This is a great way, looking back. It's a great way to understand how astrology has impacted your life before. I'm, focus, I'm focusing on strong transit shifts over several podcasts because the cosmic movement of Saturn, then Pluto, are events heralding Faded humanity's change. Saturn changes signs every two and a half years, while Pluto takes decades. These planetary shifts are faded. 
fated events are mysteriously tied to evolution. We may not want the jolt of reality, but fated events happen to put humanity where we need to be personally and collectively. If you're not evolving, fated events can be punishing. I think it's important to know when fated events throughout the year will occur. Fated events are are evolutionary moments in human history that coincide with synchronistic astronomical change above. Astrology foreshadows faded events months, even years in advance. I've never had my chart read by a professional astrologer. It's unimportant, unimportant to me how a professional astrologer sees my cosmic tattoo. What I glean from my birth chart, what I call my cosmic tattoo, is what matters most. Whether you embrace Western or Vedic astrology or both, how you read your chart is what matters. How you interpret the mythology and archetypal energy is what is important. Aries season is Western astrology's new year. The energy associated with spring gets more interesting when you dive in the, into the zodiac, zodiac sign of Aries. After you assess Aries, it's important to appreciate this sign's polarity or opposite, which is Libra. These are the two signs involved in the, new, in the moon's nodes come July. A person without a birth chart, what I call cosmic tattoo, can delve into each of the 12 houses and signs that rule each house to ascertain what resonates with a particular season, but a birth chart is the only way to pinpoint what affects you. Each house informs the individual what is the best focus for this month in a particular year, when the new moon arrives and when there's a full moon. Is the planet retrograde a time of, us, of reassessment, review, editing, and rethinking? Don't be the human who picks dates of the year out of a hat for an important launch. Like a certain number, there's more to auspicious launches than arbitrary associations. Think Western astrology is arbitrary because it's a fixed system unattached to the current Earth's orbit and the astronomy? It's my experience we each are pulled toward different planets and stars, their mythology, but also the intangible emotion we feel when assessing archetypal information associated with a certain zodiac sign. Each person's sun sign is only as important as your association with it feels. A person's rising sign is where the action's action begins in the opinion of many professional astrologers as well as myself, but it matters how you relate to these signposts. Before launching into a stream of astrobabble about your sun, moon, or rising sign, I'd suggest weighing what your instincts are telling you about your life and what's important to you. If career is where you are compelled to put your attention, pay close attention to the 10th house of destiny and career ruled by Capricorn. I've talked about that before. There are 12 houses, each with a particular focus and discipline, which applies to your sun sign and your rising sign. I've 
spent some time inside comment sections reading people's assessment of how planets impact their lives. It usually begins like this. Quote, I'm a Sagittarius, so I'm fill in the blank, end quote. A zodiac sign doesn't make a person anything specific. This is astrobabble. I've heard people say, I'm a Scorpio sun and rising, so I'm fill in the blank, end quote. This isn't how astrology works best. There are 12 signs in the zodiac, and each of the houses are associated with a particular sign. During the year, we traverse the wheel, learning more and more about who we are and our lives through the experiences during a given year. Our choices make us who we are. The planets and stars help us choose between archetypes and descriptions that come closest to what resonates. You may be a fire sign son of Leo, but perhaps you identify more with the water sign of Pisces. When our ego enters the astrological fray, things get weird. If you were born with the sun in the constellation Virgo but can't relate to the Hermit Association, will you look for a more compatible zodiac sign to explain yourself? If you do, try your rising sign. Then pick a house that describes what you think your purpose is. A fully realized human has components of every zodiac sign within them. Weakness in one area is easily recognized, but it's also likely you'll see this weakness as a challenge that continually crops up in your life. This challenge may be one reason you're here, but you can't know for sure until you've had several outings trying to solve the challenge. Western astrology is a psychological tool for me. It's also a practical tool in my creativity. As a writer, I don't concern myself with outcome, but I do concentrate on flow of experience that begins with meditation. Connection is more important to me than astrology. Conte connection to what, you ask? The mysterious energy I feel on a given day, which is informed by the, uh, the astrology of the season, the moon's openness or void, and creating from the inside. I don't need science to explain, to explain to me the experience of leaving my body and watching myself outside of my physical being. Likewise, I don't need astrology to make sense of my downloads or visions. Western astrology is part of the mysterious world I tap for my creativity. It's invaluable to me but not because it explains my personality. The habit of the astrological community saying, quote, I'm a Cancer with Scorpio rising and Pisces moon, so I'm dot, 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 is unhelpful and misleading. There is part of the 12 zodiac, zodiac signs in each of us, and it's evolutionary work to identify weaknesses and strengths so that when our intuition speaks up and our instincts propose tying the intuition to a plan, we can assess if the timing of the day, week, month is good for the desired effect we want. 
Astrology promotes deeper interest in the why of life, in a direction apart from our spiritual journey while being inextricably tied to the adventure of being a soul in a body. We're in airy season, and that's where our attention should be as spring beckons, and we can intuit the shift in energy in how we feel, but also by how sick we are of winter. Airy season is the birth of a new 12-month astrological year, with tectonic energetic shifts involved this year. How can we not be affected? Our mood changes with spring in the Western Hemisphere, as it does when winter comes. Humans don't acquire behavior to match the season of whatever zodiac sign the sun is traversing. We feel something new as seasons change, with the possibility of spring bringing inspiration we haven't felt in a long time. Aries is governed by Mars. But don't accept definitions on an internet search at first glance. Greek and Roman definitions are outdated and need a 21st century rewrite. Without Mars energy, humans wouldn't get anything done. Aries uses Mars energy to burst forth with new ideas, to trailblaze, maybe even renew efforts in a cherished dream in a new direction. Aries brings our ego self out for a stroll. Mars as shadow side includes falling for lies, doing someone's dirty work, and malevolence toward another, among other things. All good deeds feel shadow side ramifications when someone pushes back on an idea they don't like. We've been dealing with Mars in one sign for many, many months, with retrograde in there too, But this is about to change. On March 25th, after months and months in Gemini, fiery Mars moves into the watery constellation of Cancer. What does it mean when fire and water mix? What do these signs meeting up represent to you? Water puts out fire, right? So the forward action of ego Mars energy is changed. Cancer is a water sign, so intuitive action beats ego force, we could say, but it depends on the person. One part of Cafe Astrology's assessment of Mars in Cancer, quote, Inner satisfaction and love are generally more important to us than outer achievements at this time. Personal and domestic goals are a priority during this phase. Cafe Astrology and many others assess Mars and Cancer as being affected by quote-unquote mood swings and vacillations. We are defensive rather than overtly aggressive. The above describes what I just said, describes shadow elements of fire and water mixing, but this is very general. Don't accept the analysis for prediction. Mars will be in Cancer from March 25th through May 20th, which coincides with an evolution portal of fated events that include a solar eclipse on the new moon in Aries on April 20th and a deep penumbral lunar eclipse on May 5th in Taurus during the Scorpio full moon. 
What does an evolution portal of faded events mean to you? Unexpected changes happen weeks before, during, and weeks after all the cosmic shifts that began with Saturn moving into Pisces and continue through July. With the solar eclipses, our life may change in a way we don't expect. Putting us on a new path and the same thing can happen on a lunar eclipse. Whether you believe in the efficacy of astrology or not, astrology foreshadows faded events. Astrology foreshadows when we need to take a deep breath and have faith in our choices. Evolutionary events are moments we can't manipulate. The force can surprise us and knowing what's coming is faded makes people fearful when faith in the flow of our existence is the medicine needed. There are sites on astrology that will post all sorts of warnings about eclipses, planetary squares, and other transits. The people writing gloomy articles want their readers to feel paralyzed without the help of an astrologer. Searching the web for random credence to your worries is the shadow side of astrological curiosity. No matter what your birth chart says to you, the fullness of astrology can't be appreciated until a person goes beyond their ego curiosity. The best way to use astrology is with the widest view possible. Learn the signs of the zodiac and what astrological houses each of them rule. Connecting through meditation is the first tool. Teach yourself about the calm space you can navigate when the world around you overwhelms. Put energy into understanding your intuition and instincts, mysterious tools, and the thread to manifestation. Appreciate how your emotions work through the process I've outlined. Emotional, intuitive tugs and instinctual gut feelings are powerful signals. Western astrology, with its fixed structure, requires an attuned human, not someone looking for answers without first delving into the most important human tool, meditation. Sitting in quiet and listening to what rises in the silence. Intuition and instinctual experience are required to utilize astrology, whether Western or any other type. Don't let astrology take primacy over your instincts and intuition. That's a lazy shadow road that will end in confusion and misinterpretation. Astrology is invaluable in decoding human psychology, but happiness doesn't come through planets, stars, or asteroids. Get religion about what you learn through your instinct and intuition, because the effectiveness of the answers you seek through astrology depend on how well you know yourself. I'm Taylor Marsh. And you've been listening to Astral Soul Lightning. Until next time.